Hi, welcome to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We are Claudia and Ariel. We're here to disrupt taboos, intergenerational patterns, and invite you into our unlearning as a young, first-generation Latinx couple. We are parents, kids of immigrants, Bay Area born, with lots of love and pride of our cultura. We hope you find validation, meaning, and value in our honest and candid conversations. This podcast is for you if you want to see how we stay true to ourselves while still staying connected to each other. It's not all unicorns and rainbows, and we lay out all our cards so you can learn from our journey. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast, episode six. This is Claudia. And I'm Ariel. And welcome back. Man, it has been quite the ordeal to try to get this one going. Bruh. <laughs> We've taken a hiatus, but I feel like that's kind of been the theme of my life. So yeah, I'm glad we're back. Well, it's not like, you know, it's like by our own doing. I just feel like. This is all I'm at this fault. <laughs> <laughs> our little one is just, he's on one. So yeah, he's been quite the ride, but the other one's also been quite the ride. But also just kind of just tired, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just kind of been a season of just being tired. I feel I've been feeling tired for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, January, February, and March are usually like kind of the thick of winter. It's very still and cold. And yeah, after we got back from Thailand in January, I was just like, okay, time to go into hibernation. Yeah. But we're back. So. We're, we're back and you know i've ran into a couple of people thank you for the positive feedback and asking me when we're going to record again and that always that feels, feels so encouraging that feels so encouraging to just kind of get back in here and and uh you know have dialogue and and hopefully people you know get something out of our conversations because you know when people reach out like that or they see me and then they give me you know feedback like that just know that like that 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 feels good and it re definitely reassures me that we're that we're onto something and and that people are getting something out of our conversation yeah i really agree with you feel super encouraging yeah so thank you okay so we have i have not deleted this wheel <laughs> out of my tabs it is it has withstood the the test the, of our the test of the tabs i i've closed many tabs I'm but so this glad. one this one still stays alive, and this is our handy our dandy topics wheel. Topics wheel. So okay, great. Click the spin. Let's see what we're gonna get today. Those the wheel is spinning and slowing down. Okay, let's I see. I had a feeling this is gonna happen. I had a feeling really? this is gonna happen. Yeah, just because of what Mother we were just talking and about. Father-in-laws is the winning topic. This is such a general. It's so broad. Yeah. Mother and father-in-laws? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, that's interesting. So, well, you want to kick us off, honey? Uh, sure. I mean, I think it's, it's an interesting, I mean, on one end, like when I think about me, right? Like, like as my mom, we live with my mom still, right? So, so you are with your mother-in-law and, and I know that that lady's not easy to get along with. And, and I think that 
I've learned to be able to navigate that relationship. So it's interesting to see uh, you navigate it and feeling like sometimes not necessarily really knowing how to how to support either one of you, you know, and I think that like, when I think about mother-in-laws and fathers-in-laws, like, I think that there's just so, there's so much like kind of baggage that kind of comes along with those, those relationships. Like on the other side of it, when I think about my father-in-law and mother-in-law on your end, like it's wild to me that your parents have stayed together for as long as they have, because I just didn't grow up like that mm-hmm. where I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, these people have been together and they're married and, you know, they yeah, got my like... parents have married for 40 years last year. So for folks who don't know, they celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary last August. Yeah. Like that's such like an alien thought to me, you know, saying like my parents were not together for that long. I I did not experience them as like a couple for that long (laughs) neither did i really see them interact like in a loving way or whatever the heck may be so it's kind of wild to to you know see that and then also just have my own relationship with them which i've grown to like appreciate and it's also one of those things that like in the beginning i remember it being hard like your your parents just like getting getting along with them just because it was it was so alien to me that I feel like I was really rejecting a lot of the things that were coming up for me or even them, you know, I was just kind of rejecting them. Yeah. I mean, so much can be said, I think here, but I think I'll start with, it was interesting because like, (laughs) there's so much, like there's obviously my relationship that I have with your mom and the fact that we live together in a multi-generational household and I love that. And then there's also like your relationship with my parents. And I would say that I think that that was like one of the most difficult things. Like when we first got married for me was blending our families and that time and time again, our families did not blend in the way that like, I think that I would have hoped my entire life as a person who saw themselves getting married, I really had like different expectations for the way that like my husband and my families would blend together. So it's like really interesting. And this is like not a good or a bad thing, but I think it was really hard for me, especially in the beginning first few years. Like we've been married, we're going to be married for seven years this year. But in the beginning, I like really, really wanted everything to be like super smooth like I really wanted you guys to like hit it off and like be buddy buddy and like go to baseball games together and like (laughs) hang out and like and and you're pretty like you are the way that you are and I think that you hit it right on the nose when you were like I don't know I kind of like rejected those ideas and I think that like I could definitely feel it my um skittishness around confrontation I was like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable right now, (laughs) just like in general. And I think that we've grown past that and I'm able to now more take like a long-term view towards things, which really takes the pressure off. It's like now seven years in the game, like, I'm like, oh yeah, like not everything needs to be perfect and resolved like yesterday, like our relationship 
can, or your relationship with them can grow and evolve in the way that it needs to. And like, what is actually helpful is to have talked to my parents about their relationships with their in-laws and like to see how much has changed and transpired over the years and what hasn't right. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, my mom also lived with her in-laws too. So that was like part of like, for me being in a multi-generational household, it was normal because I grew up with my grandparents, Mm -hmm. but shit, man, it is not easy. (laughs) It's not easy for sure. I mean, I, 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 I can only imagine and I and you know sometimes I feel for you because my mom like I see like the way she is and because I grew up with this lady I'm like I know that this fucking lady is just on is just on one and like there's just like this weird dynamic and and you know I think like when I think it makes really makes me think about like that colonial colonialism book that Cody, oh my god that Cody had us read throwback you know? uh and it was just so it was this concept of like the the mother-in-law always kind of have kind of always feeling like there's a there's a there's kind of a competition like for the son you yeah, know what i'm saying the like, always has the, the son's ear yeah because the mom always has the son's ear and so you know there's always like this like conversation of like oh you know like she doesn't do this good enough she's not a good wife she's not a good mom <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like there's all of these like projections that just kind of come up and 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 not and not you know I try my best you know bless my soul to I'm in the middle and I'm and I'm conscious of the fact that my mom is like projecting those ideas and there's a lot of intervening that I try to do you know what I'm saying and sometimes it's successful sometimes it's not but like I know that it's I mean it just doesn't seem like an easy relationship to have because she's not an easy person to get along with you know what I'm saying like it's taken me many years to come to peace with the relationship that I have with my mom, you know, cause it was not easy growing up with her and it was not like smooth sailing. You know, there was a lot of like, a lot of resentment there against my mom, you know, towards my mom. And, and I can, you know, and then now that I'm married and I have kids, like some, and sometimes it almost feels like, is this like a, a fresh blanket, you know, that she's just like, well, nothing's happened, you know, <laughs> it's just all good. And, uh, but I have to also like, you know, peel that back and also thinking about like how much that influences my relationship with your parents as well. Right. Because I'm also bringing that aspect of like parents and like what parents should be and how they are. Um, so yeah, I, I especially felt that with your mom. Like, I feel like with your dad, I know I'm not going to go see baseball, bless his soul. I'm not a baseball guy, but like, you know, I remember like with your dad, like our first meeting was like, are you a Christian? <laughs> you know like oh sat God. me down and he was like are you a man of god and and at that point i was like yeah man i'm in church you know i'm a christian blah 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 and uh and you know so it was an intense um meeting but then with your mom it was different you know because it was like uh your mom's views are just they're just so i mean they're both they're both their views on life for me are radically different right but i think with your mom i think it was it was it were like at complete different ends, you know? And, uh, and at times it definitely felt like, I don't know how I'm going to like get along with her. I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know? And it's taken a lot of like conversations with you. I think like, I think the boys having the boys have really like also opened that up for me to like see a different lens. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been interesting because I mean, for me, I've definitely moved 
out of a place where I thought some of these things were irreconcilable. And, you know, for a while there, I thought like, geez, like are ideal and my mom, like not ever going to be able to have a relationship, which is wild to me because, I mean, I think there is, I mean, I know that I've said this already, but going even deeper into it, I think that there is a lot of like sadness and grief there at that time, right? Like in the beginning of our marriage, I was like, man, like I would have really liked who I married to be like another son for my mom. And not to say that you're not, because I think that you are more so now. Yeah. Um, because that's the way that my family is. We're like, oh, we're going to adopt you and you're going to be like part of the family and we're going to like love you like our own. Yeah. And that's just like how we've kind of always been. In any case, like I think that there was like a lot of like grief and recalibration around like how things unfold. Um, because going back to the point about like, I kept trying to reconcile it in my brain and, and I kind of had a little bit of either or thinking. I'm like, well, who what kind of like daughter would I be if the husband that I choose, like can't get along with my parents. I feel like that was like difficult for me to grapple with. Cause I was like, well, shit, is this going to be for the rest of our lives? And I'm going to be constantly being in between these like two things and like having to pick one or the other. Um, anyway. And I think like the biggest thing to kind of like remedy that is to just like allow space for everybody to have their own process and knowing that like, I can say my piece, but I'm also not responsible for the relationship that the two of you have. Like I can put pressure, but that's not helpful. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I definitely felt that pressure in the beginning. Like in the beginning, it definitely felt like pressure to be like, come on, babe, don't, don't say that or don't do that type of. I know. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an asshole, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, I think back about that time and just like how much I was learning. Yeah. You know, I was really in a tender place where I'm like, you're you're asking me to be adopted by a family and sure maybe that terminology maybe is not correct or not but but essentially like kind of absorbed or like brought into a family right and my family is not like that you know what i'm saying like my family is very much like we're here this is ours it's very rare that they're like yeah come on in you know what i'm saying like um they're, they're very exclusionary in that way. And I think that's just because of trauma and like the way we were raised, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like it was very much like, we're going to just stick to the nucleus that we know. And uh, so it's also like, it was a big learning curve to, to be asked of me to like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be brought into a family that like goes to functions together. Is that like go to soccer games for you or like go to ba baseball games for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, Go to your dance recitals for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you show up and show out. I, in I think family. I think my family went to, I think I would say maybe five soccer games my whole soccer career when I was younger. Like, like I'm talking about like my aunties and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of them had never even went to go see me play. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that just wasn't even like, that's not even like a, a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 so it's just like, it's just so radically different to me. And I think like in those like moments, like, it, it was such a tender place to be at. And I didn't know what exactly is it that one you needed. And then two, like, how do I actually be in relationship to these people that I don't necessarily agree with? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that I know that I'm going to be in, in their life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a daunting task. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so to like bring it into the concrete when we when I'm referring to space, like I specifically remember 
like there are times where you were like, okay, well, like, I'm just not going to go to that family thing today. So I really just like had to make a decision where I was like, I'm either not going to go or I'm going to go by myself um, because it's important to me. And I mean, this is, I think like radically different than like the way that other people maybe navigate relationships, like within my immediate community and what I saw growing up, because it was like, you have to dress a certain way. You have to participate in a certain way. And when I started to like, let go of those things in terms of like how I essentially like saw myself quote unquote, managing you as a wife, like we both became a lot happier. Like, I think that I had my own feelings about it and it was like hard and I was disappointed, but like, I think we were all better off for it because like you obviously like we obviously all needed that space to kind of like coalesce and like come back together and be like, okay, like I could spend some time here. Like we all needed like regulation around it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And like, you look at the way my mom is and it's like, I, I would hope that that like this, like that decision-making when it was in the, like in a really young space of like the relationship, like you see the way she navigates in the way that she's like, nah, I'm not trying to go to that. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to go like, so like that decision-making when I was younger in the relationship, hopefully that makes sense of like, that's what I was like brought up on. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'd just rather just not go. Cause you don't like me. You, there's like, you just, you just, it almost like I stopped myself from even like engaging in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, it was a lot safer to just like, nah, I'm, I'm cool, babe. Like you can go and watch the game at your brothers. I'll be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm cool. I'm not trying to do that. And, uh, and, and, you know, and sometimes it could be, it, it's a hard place because you don't feel like uh, you're accepted. At least I was, it wasn't necessarily my experience um, that like I wasn't accepted, but there was like, I think maybe, I think a part of it was maybe the pressure that I was receiving on your end. But I think also too, they also, I feel like had expectations of what uh, I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. Uh Cause I remember like them like wanting to hug me and shit like that. And I was like, I'm not trying to hug you. I'm not trying to kiss you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they were trying to kiss me like on my cheek and I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't get like, I, that was just not what I was raised on. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was just like shit like that. That I was like, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how to navigate that. Not yet at least. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, going back to my relationship with your mom, it's been really interesting because our original plan living together with her, and I was pretty clear on this when we moved into your, when I, so I moved into Adiel's space. Like I moved into Adiel's home when we got married, right? Yeah. And that in, included moving in with his mom. And so- and two other dudes. <laughs> yeah. Our roommates are thankfully now gone and it's just our family. Bless their souls. Um, Yeah. And. They're not dead. They just moved out. They did. <laughs> they have moved on into different paths. Yeah. Outside of our home. Uh-huh. I. If I didn't live with her, if we didn't live with her, we, I don't think that we would have a relationship. Oh, no. And I and I definitely know that she wouldn't have a relationship with her grandchildren, and so sure. I would say that it is like a huge blessing in that I've gotten to learn so much about like you and the relationship that you have with her, which gives me such a better understanding of like 
you like you and how you are as a partner and then also how you choose to parent and additionally like how she is with the boys is really really like it's so special it's like invaluable you know what i'm saying Mm. um on the other side of that it's extremely difficult i think to live with somebody who isn't going to be explicit around what they think and how they feel. And so for me, like the ambiguity is really anxiety producing because I'm like, what are you, are you upset about? Yeah, what are you mad at lady? So, I mean, and so that's kind of like, it is like, it's a generational thing too, because like, I can tell that she has certain expectations of the way that things are supposed to be, whether it's things that are being kept or not kept in the house, the way that a wife is supposed to behave, the way a mother is supposed to behave, what I'm supposed to know, how I'm supposed to act. And I can tell they're sometimes explicitly said, but never when it's like directly, like never when it's when she has an issue with something that I'm doing in the moment. So like that kind of like yesing is particularly difficult for me. I'm like, um, because I've really tried to unlearn it. I'm like, I don't know. You're a woman, you're a grown woman. Like you should be able to tell me, but that's obviously, that's not a thing. Like not everybody can communicate or wants to communicate when there's an issue. Right. In any case, like there has been a lot of moments of tension and continue to be like, not to, I think our detriment where we're going to sever our relationship, but there have been some challenging moments less now well, actually more frequently, but like less, I think at the risk of a rupture of our relationship because we have the boys now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really like rapidly learning so much about each other and our parenting. And like, there's kind of like no way around it. Like we have to talk about things. I mean, I guess there is another option, but I mean, we kind of just do. I don't know what else to say. I think- I don't know, man. It again, it's like that longevity thing. Like I'm like, I could easily be like, I don't know, she fucking drives me nuts. So I don't want to have anything to do with her. But <laughs> again, we live together. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to learn how to deal with this. Otherwise, no hay de otra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is the otra. It's just I think that it's I mean it's just different, you know? It's a different, it's a different course. And when I just you're, feel like all my friends are like, I would never be able to live with my mother-in-law. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the I common. <laughs> I think that's the common. I think that's a common thing. And, you know, props to you. Bless Thank you. Because uh, really this whole episode is just to give you recognition about how great of a daughter-in-law I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think you're great. I think you I think you navigated as best as you could. And I'm glad that uh, you can, can you can feel like you can confide in me. I, I can. You know what I'm do. saying? Like you can you can bring that up and they're like. I know my mom enough to also like be able to like kind of talk you out of that ledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it could be these fucking ladies, something else, man, bless her soul. But you know, that ambiguity, like as somebody that like was raised on that ambiguity, like, it's tough, man. You could drive yourself fucking crazy thinking about like, why, why is she upset? You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything, man. <laughs> so <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> there, there's a dynamic in relationships when you think certain 
frames of psychotherapy. I'm going to really water this down and probably butcher it, but there's like a dynamic called pursuer and withdrawer. Mm -hmm. And like, essentially they're like two archetypes. And in that, like the pursuer always wants to like resolve the issue because that helps them regulate. It's like, okay, I just want to make sure everything's okay. And the way that the withdrawer regulates is by like going off on their own and regulating their emotions by being by themselves and then coming back and like, you know, doing whatever they need to do with their partner or their friend. So being a archetypal pursuer, when somebody like doesn't tell me what's going on, I'm like, feelings wise. yeah, when like feelings you're not telling me what's happening internally with you and I feel like there's a conflict, I'm yeah. like high anxiety. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, like I want to resolve this. I want to address the issue head on. I want to feel like we can just squash this. Yeah. And that shit does not happen here <laughs> in this house well, with my now, mother. Yeah, now with my mom. I'm like, what is wrong? Like, are you upset? Yeah. No, I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? <laughs> I don't. What? You, You're you, clearly you, mad. You sound upset. You look upset. You must be upset. So, <laughs> I'm just I'll say that. But I will say that I do really deeply, deeply love her. Even with all of our flawed interactions and relationships going both ways, right? Like yeah. nothing is perfect. Um, but I do deeply, deeply love her and I would never replace the time that it is that we've had together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I can honestly say, like, I have zero regrets making the decision to stay and live together. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not easy. I think like what you mentioned earlier about like most people will say, like, I can't imagine living with my in-laws like I mean it takes a different it takes somebody cut from a different cloth I think to live like, with your in-laws. I mean it takes a lot of work you know I think like that's what I that's what I think about like it just takes a lot of work to like really I think like both partners to like understand mm-hmm. each other and like because there's so much like projection happening you know I think like on our parents side like I know that at least that's my experience of my mom there's just so much like projection you know of like she's not doing this she's not doing that you should be doing this you know you should be doing that why is she doing this you should be doing that you know what I'm saying like there's just so much like assumptions and so many like uh like expectations that like it it, it I think like there's a possibility there too of like the partnership actually growing you know, but I know that I've definitely have heard the opposite where like it becomes this like wedge, you know, where it's just like, man, I can't fucking stand your mom. Why the fuck is she talking to me like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is she doing that? And like, it's, I think like there does need to have like an honest conversation. One, whether it works, you know, and, (laughs) and then two, like there is a possibility of actually having a really like, while it could be a hard relationship, a really beautiful dynamic there too mm-hmm. you know there is a possibility of that uh but it takes it takes work mm-hmm. you know it takes work it's, I not, think, it's not gonna be easy our, yeah. our parents come with hell of shit yeah as do we right mm-hmm. i was just thinking about how you and i really challenge a lot of these norms whether they be gender or relationship or otherwise that we have grown up with especially because we come from different perspectives we come from different lived experiences so coming together I knew that in our marriage 
And in our family, we were going to be challenging some of these more like status quo ideas. And so interestingly enough, I think that's also something that happens in our, in our individual and collective relationship with your mom, like our, our individual relationship with your mom, but then also us as like a married couple, our couple and the relationship between the couple and your mom as well. Because I think usually like, I'm not going to say everybody, but thinking about other first gen folks, other children of immigrants, like challenging your parents or telling them that you're going to disagree with, telling them that you're disagreeing with them or telling them that you want something different is generally like a big no-no. Yeah. And I know that that's, that experience is not exclusive to me. It's like when you're thinking about addressing an elder, it's just... Like there's not a lot, there hasn't historically been a lot of room made to like disagree. Yeah. Um, And one thing that I think that we have been invited into a practice in with your mom is like, how do we have these like really kind of like uncomfortable conversations with her about wanting something different? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that makes me think about like the, remember the whole ordeal that happened with the YouTube video in Super Mario? Yeah. Kids, like it was uh so for context so our our son made this comment about super mario in like a shower and you know you know you you were just like man what the hell are they watching you know what i'm saying and like and then my mom i i brought it up to my mom and i was like hey i would like to talk to you about something for Thanks a for little bit more context she wasn't showing him a video of super mario brothers in the shower yeah she was i no. The the thought that was going through my mind was she left Makai unattended or wasn't paying attention and this video kind of like auto-played and it was not appropriate. Yeah. And like, I just remember like you and I having that talk and like, you know, I think we both were like, I think we both need to talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even on your end, like you also need to come and like, share your piece and it took my mom i think four days to finally like calm down because she did not like the fact that i was like we need to talk mom she's like about what <laughs> nah take that shit out of here you <laughs> know take the you took that thing the, Just roku. Keep it. the <laughs> roku keep it i'm not gonna you know what do you what do you what do you need to talk to me about i don't even know how to use that thing and like you know kind of gaslighting the whole situation and like I remember talking to you and just, just making like, it about something that it wasn't about. Yeah. And just talking to you about it and just like, look, I think we both need to talk to her and let her have her time. And then she's the one, you know, that she came up and and you like, all right, I'm ready to talk. And like Yeah, she approached me and with a smile on her face, actually. And she was just like super calm. I don't know if she talked to somebody or not, but she approached me and was like, Hey, remember the other day when Adiel said that he wanted to talk to me about something? Like, will you tell him that I'm ready to talk to him? <laughs> yeah. And and I just found that so like dope and like powerful because I was like, I well, and I wish I would have been able to do that with my mom when I was younger. But it's also cool to just also have your partnership in it and just like being able to to come together and talk to my mom and like and I think respect what, what she's feeling and like also like not make her wrong and just, you know, have a conversation. But then, you know, it's also like the kids, though. like the kids, I think, like throw a big like wrench in there, you know, like a big fucking like 
wedge. Yeah, I think it's it's it was easier before kids to let things go unaddressed. Yeah. But things are things now are just so in your face that they just there's no going without addressing them because it directly impacts our family. So I'm like, well, I need to tell you how I feel about this. And I need to tell you what I want it to be done about it. Otherwise, like that directly impacts like our whole family, including yeah. especially our kids, right? Yeah. So it's different now. It's different, different skin in the game. For sure. Yeah. All right. Anything, Anything else? else? I mean, if we want to do a recap, I think like, relationships with in-laws are hard <laughs> yeah they're different than the way that we thought they would be yeah they're different than your parents for sure like i think that that's one thing that i want to highlight that like they're they're a parent but they're not your parent oh i see yeah for sure you know and i think like that's important to, to me at least to highlight because just because your parent did something to you, that doesn't mean necessarily that this parent is going to do that to you too, you know? And um, just a, I think just take notice of that. Like when you're bringing your parent into the dynamic of a separate parent. Like know? as a daughter or son-in-law or person-in-law. Yeah. Um, Taking the role of the child-in-law, then... You're pro- you could potentially be projecting your own parental stuff on your in-law. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That makes sense. I think like letting the relationship between your partner and your parents breathe was like a huge lesson for me. Like this is actually not 100% or any of my responsibility the what's going to happen between the two of you is going to happen and again i can only tell you how things make me feel or what i would like to see Mm -hmm. anything else from you no that's it yeah cool um yeah, and I think third, like, or lastly, I'll just say, like, that there's time. Yeah. That was a big takeaway. Like, it doesn't have to happen right away. Things can unfold and develop. Okay. Thank well, you. we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. And uh, we will see you next week. Or whenever the heck we're going to record the next one, because... You know, we're we're planning to try to have it be more consistent. Obviously, that's our goal. Um, yeah. So next week, I'm so just kidding. <laughs> next week, you know. Yeah, we're gonna try and be more consistent. So yeah, we love y'all. Thanks for having so much grace with us. Adios. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We hope our stories resonated with you. And if you found this valuable and love what we do, share our podcast with a friend or a family member, leave a rating and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Until next time.